to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And lately, you know, last week I brought you a guest that is outside of the real estate space. And this week I'm bringing you another one because I just met a guy that uh, I feel like we're becoming friends. We'll let him tell you if that's true or not. And we'll tell you in a few months if, if that actually happens or not. But I've got Alex Bustos with me. Guys, Alex has a fascinating story because it's not a normal story, which I love. And he's doing something that I have never tried to do in my life. You are a day trader. And that is, that's what you do for a living, which is super fascinating to me. But the reason you're on the show today is because you travel around the country producing a show, which is also a podcast. And so you've got to be in front of the camera a lot. And, and this is where a lot of the people struggle that, that, that follow this, this podcast. And so, bro, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate it so much. Uh, just to clarify, I mean, I don't, don't only have make income from day trading. I don't just solely survive off of that. Sure. I also make income from my show, right? So I do both. And I'm all about multiple it. sources of income because Heck it's yeah. risky. Like, you know, I could yeah. lose, my show could die tomorrow, right? Right. Or, or my day trading, can, I could blow up tomorrow. And so yeah. like anything can happen. So I'm just always trying to like diversify, if that makes sense. I love it, man. And, and as we should be doing. And so- Alex, before before we jump into the show and really get into video and, and all of that awesomeness, bro, just take like five minutes and just tell the audience who you are, how you got here, all that good stuff. So in five minutes, um, to give you the snapshot, so I worked my way up into the corporate world and to a small firm, it was a small firm in Dallas. I worked my way up to a partnership level. And realized it wasn't for me. Yeah. Decided to try real estate first. Did a, I did a a flip on a on a wholesale deal, and then after that didn't like that. So then I decided to go for trading because I saw all these ads everywhere. Yeah. Quit cold turkey my job. Oh my gosh. I at least had a year's worth of income saved, right? Okay. But I quit cold turkey. Didn't even know anything about it and uh, failed completely. I you know I come just lost money that whole, just completely lost. And it was, uh, you know, humiliating, devastating. Um, There was a lot of scary moments. There's a lot of moments where this is my new house, but my old house, you know, I was in uh, my office and just kind of like, I pray a lot and I I was angry at God that day. And I was mad and I was yelling and I was crying and I was by myself because my wife, you know, she goes to a corporate job. And, and so I, well, a week straight, I was like that because mm. I was questioning everything I did. I was like, okay, okay, I just left a career that was, I was at the peak of my career. When I told my buddies I left, they were like, they're, they're good friends of mine, but they're just like, 
yo, you okay? Like, you just going to dip like this, <laughs> you know? And yeah. uh, so I ended up going back to a competitor, thank God. And same, same role, just same role, same level. It was great. And I was so thankful for that. I left them after a year, tried again, failed again. Um, I just broke even. I was choppy all year. You know, I, I, the good thing is, is I tracked everything. So I kind of figured out what I sucked at and what I was decent at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then I went back to that same corporation, went right back to them because they were, they were open to take me back in for only three months. And I, I said, this, this isn't for me. Like, I just know, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to work for, so I don't mind working for someone, but I didn't want to work in that field anymore. I was in physician recruitment and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so I, I left and, but this time I said, you know what? I know what I'm good at. Okay. I'm not making money right now, but I know what I'm good at. Right. I know what I'm good at. I know if I just do that, I can be consistent. Yeah. Right? I might not, I don't know what I'm going to make, but I'm going to be consistent. Right. And then I said, you know what? If I, if I have some type of income coming in, that's going to help me. So I, I picked up a part-time gig for a big podcast in the real estate world um, called the Joe Fairless show or something like that Okay, podcast show that, um, that I I would like help them produce and stuff because I had my own podcast at the time. That's when I started my show. Okay. And I was like, well, Hey, like I'll learn more doing it with them and I already do mine. So I'll kind of grow all this together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so almost instantly when I left and had some type of income, now that income just met the bills, you know, like it did not, it did not let me do anything else. Um, and mind you, this five minutes is going much longer. So sorry, but now nah, bro, this is great. I had the mindset at the beginning. I was very, um, unfortunately, I don't know how to say this, but the truth is like, you know, when I, when I grew up, we didn't have much. And then I saw my dad work his way up to the corporate ladder yeah. to where we started to, you know, go from low income to, you know, medium low to medium. Right. I saw this grow and I was like, okay, it's my job to get us out of, you know, higher. Yeah. And yeah. And so when I started to make good money, I got the Mercedes, you know, I got all, you know, I got the stuff because I thought that was going to make me happy. Yeah. But when I left, when I left every time, I realized I had to get rid of the Mercedes. I picked up a PT Cruiser. I think it was a 2000. Come on. Five. Okay. Yeah. The thing cost me $3,000. I paid cash and then I put another three grand because it broke down. I was so pissed. And, um, (laughs) you know, it really showed me just it really put a mirror in front of me, you know? Yeah. And um, I realized that I'm going to be happy doing what I love, not how much I make. Yeah. And that was, was hard to swallow at first because I had a good lifestyle. We traveled constantly, like almost every month we traveled and went places because my mom, my wife loves to travel, but if that was a challenge too, like I had her on my show not too long ago, about a year ago, where she talks about her experience being with me when I quit three times. Wow. And it was tough for our marriage at first because, because you went from you know breadwinner to no winner, <laughs> you know, like to nothing. And so well, you you also you you didn't tell this, but you told me this last week that the first time you quit your job, yeah. you didn't even tell her first. Yeah, she hadn't she she just I didn't tell her anything. I, I just, but she had an idea that I would quit one day. Like she's like, I knew you were going to quit sometime, but I thought you yeah. would at least tell me, you know? So yeah, I didn't tell her. I didn't prepare for that, uh, which is not a good idea, but no, it's not. Yeah. The third time I quit though, 
in the second time I told her, but the third time, you know, it's, I got to a point where I'm not going to stop doing what I want to do yeah. ever. And so I hundred percent became okay with not making anything. And I've sure. been okay with just making ends meet until I can make whatever else happen. And because I didn't know how long this would take. I had no plan anymore because every time I put a plan, like, okay, the first time I quit, okay, it's going to take me a year to get consistent, make a ton of money. I'm going to make over six figures in my after the end of the first year. As soon as you think like that, you immediately, every time you don't make progress towards that goal, yeah, you start to think negative yeah, and, it's, and you start to spiral. And then that doesn't help you whether it's creating content or whether it's trading, like it, it, whatever it is, it doesn't help you because you're not focused on the right thing. So yeah. And now, you know, fast forward, that was November, 2019, the, thir- the last time I quit and thanks be to God, I have not looked back. So, so what was the big difference between the first time you quit and failed Yep, and then the final time you quit and found success? The biggest thing was, eliminating the noise, eliminating the noise and the noise of others and the noise of myself. Right. So kind of both, like, yeah, I kind of, I used to be in all these like, like groups and like talking to people who are like doing really well in the space that I wanted. And that was helpful at the beginning, but there's a point where it's not helpful anymore. Sure. And there's a point where it's like, okay, you know what you need to do, but yet you're making excuses on why you're not doing it. At least this is me. I was making excuses on why right. I wasn't doing it. And right. I would kind of like go to my mentors, my friends who were doing well and, and just complain. I was just complaining yeah. all the time instead of just making the change. And so when right. I immediately eliminated all that, I just completely went dark and just did my own thing every single day by myself, didn't talk to anybody. Um mm is when I started to be able to really be real with myself and I had no choice because I could only talk to me. Yeah. So I would have to literally like, I get tired of hearing myself complain. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, sure. like, I need to like understand this. And so when I blocked that out, I immediately started to focus on what I was good at because I was like, okay, I tracked everything. I know what I need to focus on. And I was creating content at the time. Um, and we had no, we had no followers, you know, like, and that's just normal. Yeah. Like I, yeah. it take, it take me months to get like a hundred views. Like, and I would be ecstatic. So like, right. And I would just do it though, because I love to do it. And the whole reason I started doing creating content about it, I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I hope one day, maybe I have a kid, maybe who knows, <clears throat> but I just thought it'd be interesting to show the future of my generation mm-hmm. that even if I fail, make it whatever that means to anyone that they'll see that I went through a lot of hard times. I went through some good times, but they'll yeah. see it all. And they'll see that it wasn't just easy. Right. And, and whether, whatever happens at the end of this whole journey that we're on, you know, all I want them to know is that, you know, like you don't give up, you keep going. And, and if this is what right. you want to do, you keep pushing. And that's what, that's why I created well, the show. So, so this is, this is what the show is, right. Where you go, and you interview other traders. It evolved to that. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's first, what it is now. Yep, yep. At first, it was just me sharing my weekly or sometimes daily feelings of how I'm doing today on my business, which was trading. Yeah. Um, how 
shitty I did, what mistakes yeah. I made. And it was kind of like a, a journal that I was hoping that one day my future generation could watch. Right. So like, it. yeah. And then it kind of grew over time because I just did it and, and just kept on doing it. And then it, I, I, I wanted to grow. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't, I never, ever had the focus of YouTube ever of like, Oh, YouTube and, and the show can like, can, can become like a big thing. You know, yeah. like I, I never thought it could be really income producing. I knew it could make right. income. Right. Right. I knew it could, but my idea of income was like, Oh, you know, if I make, you know, 30 K a year from YouTube, like that'd be cool. Like, or yeah. 40, 50, I thought 50 was like probably the highest I'll ever get. And I was like, that'd be neat. But you know, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Yes, he does. So before we get into the present day show, sure, bro, I want to get in your head about like when you decided to get on video for the first time and like talk us through what that was like. Talk us through the self-limiting beliefs that existed, the, the things you had to overcome like just kind of paint the picture of that experience because that's where a lot of our listeners are. Understand. <clears throat> I was actually just praying today for help on not trying to have this feeling of having to prove myself mm. to someone else and to myself, because I talked to you off camera and said, I started to try to stream and, tra yeah. and trade live. And, and I felt that feeling of like, I got to prove, I got to prove because everyone's watching. Yeah. And so when you ask that question, I know when I first started, you know, I started with my, it was the other iPhone, you know, I started with an iPhone and it was actually when I was working at the time, I put my iPhone on my dash of my car when I was driving yeah. to work, it was a 45, out, 45 minute commute. I would record what I was thinking from that previous day or how I'm thinking for the day coming up. And I would just share, but I would always like be questioning. The one thing I told myself for sure though, I said, you know what, when you record this, like just air it, like don't, don't question it because if you because every time i at the beginning i would question it and then i never air yeah. anything so yeah. i was like you know what it's never going to be good just just put it out there so that was the first rule i had but while i recorded yes man i had um just worries of like people judging yeah people yeah. like making fun of me like well, you're an idiot why'd you leave or you don't even make money trading what are you doing like 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 you know why are you sharing this and but you know, all I can say is it did, it did affect me. Sure. Sure. It did. It did impact me, but I also got a lot of good messages. Yeah. And, and at the beginning, when I say a lot at the beginning, it was probably one good message, one bad message, you know? Yeah. But like the people that you'll get DMs from of saying like, Hey man, like I went through that same exact thing. Keep mm -hmm. going. Like that was motivational for me. Like, I was like, wow, why are you watching me? Like, you're already doing well. Or the people who are like, hey, man, I'm in the same boat. It feels good to see that I'm not alone. And that felt good that I wasn't alone either. That like, I'm not the only one who's trying to do something that's struggling. So at the time, yeah, it was intimidating. I didn't have any equipment. I just had my iPhone. I didn't even have a mic. I just, you know, used the yeah. phone. And then uh, over time, you know, I get a webcam and then cameras and so forth. So I want your opinion on this because... There's a lot of people that have probably recorded from their dash the way that you did mm -hmm. that years later have published none of it, mm. right? Like y'all went through the same motions. Yep. You felt the same emotions. Yep. 
you 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 did the work, but for whatever reason, you post it and they didn't. Hmm. Why do you think you were able to overcome that fear to actually post it? And why were others not? It's because of my the whole reason I started it to begin with. I kept reminding myself, I want this. I want my son, daughter, whoever it is, or grandkid, whoever it is to watch this. Yeah. And that's when I started to say, I don't give a shit the, yeah. if I need to edit it. Like, cause I want them to see me go through it. Cause there was times where I would like be upset and share that, like, or sad and share that or going through the worst month of my trading at the time and, and yeah. share it. But I would be scared, but I always remind myself like, what am I doing this for? And at the time, like it was the only focus was just doing it for I love the that. future of like my family. Yeah. Cause you think about it. Those of us that do video content, whether through a show or whether just doing Facebook lives or TikTok or whatever, we're leaving living time capsules behind. Yep. Right. That's, and, and I think that's, it's one of the most overlooked aspects of doing video is right. Not living so much in the moment of what did this video do for me today? But what story is this video going to be able to tell tomorrow and who's it going to be able to impact? Yeah. And if my struggle can serve someone else, that just makes my struggle to me a little bit more worth it. Hmm. Right. It's cool. It's cool to go back. Like, this was never in my mind at the time, but now, you know, we're about two years, two and a half years in and I'll see old videos that pop up in my timeline and say, Hey, yeah. remember where you were two years ago? You know, Facebook yeah. will show you. Heck yeah. And then I'll post that on my stories or something or Twitter and people will be like, yeah. yo, like, I didn't know you started like this. Like, and cause people assume that like I have, because they, people who find me now, you know, they think, Oh, you have to have all this quality production just to even get started. And that's right near the case. Cause I had, right. I didn't buy any equipment until I had plenty of followers. I think I was around 5,000, 10,000 subscribers when I started buying well, and, equipment. And so real quick, just before we keep going, tell everybody just so that the listeners understand the validity of the things you're saying, how many subscribers do you have on YouTube? Uh, right now we're at 67,100. And we get about a total of views on the show itself, including all podcast platforms and YouTube. We get about 400,000 views per month. Come on, bro. And just so you know, since you last looked, you're actually at 68,100. Oh, I am? Oh, so, <laughs> so you need to go say what's up to those thousand new people <laughs> yeah, I do, that, I do. They, that you didn't know you had. Thanks, Peter. God, for so, sure. This, so, so, bro, and, and the reason I do this, right? I, I'm not, I'm not a guy that like, I, I don't like to bring on braggadocious people. I don't bring on douchey people like to, but numbers matter from the place of they prove that you know what you're doing, hmm. right? You're, you're not just a guy that's like, yeah, I like to do video and four people watch me on the weekends. Yeah, this is legit. But I also want people to understand that even though you're legit, you're still a human being hmm. that has insecurities. Yep. And you have to overcome them daily to do what you do. You know, I found what it's been huge though. Like for me, <clears throat> I don't know when I made this decision, but somewhere along the way, I said, you know, people are going to, I don't delete negative comments unless they're racist. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't delete any of them. 
because I don't care. And if you go look at any of my videos, you'll see me reply to every one of them and say, thanks for watching because yeah. you watched and yeah. you were here and I appreciate yeah, man. that. That's awesome. And so I really appreciate that. Yeah. And what I've learned is that at the beginning, I would focus on the negative. Yeah. And they're always going to be there. And at the end of the day, like you, you, it's easy to get focused on that and miss out on a hundred good comments. Right. And you get that one negative and you're like, focus there. So right. like now I'm at a point where I, I, I don't know when it happened, to be honest, but I just know that I felt that at the beginning when I did start to kind of just share my, cause I was sucking, I was just doing terrible. Like I was not trading well, like even though yeah. I knew what I needed to do, I would complain, talk about it. But it, I learned that the more open and honest I was with others is people could vibe with that. Mm. And the struggle that everyone goes through. And, and I talk about it now on my show. Like I went through a, a drawdown not too long ago. And I took a seven day fasting from trading because I was struggling. And I talk about that on my show. Yeah. And, and this is four years in now, you know, of, of just trading in general. And so I'm like, I just found out like the more I don't care anymore. Like I still, still, yeah. I still, this, you know, it still hurts people. I get it. But at the, at the, at the core, like, I'm just going to be my, just share the truth of how I feel. Sure. And when I was streaming the other day, I was talking to you off camera. I was nervous and anxiety. I talked about that while I was streaming. I was like, right. Hey, I'm nervous right now. I'm freaking out because I didn't expect this. And you know, I'm probably, you know, it, I was scared. Like I was nervous, but I wanted to keep it going. But I think people realize that I mean, we're human, right? Like it's going to happen. Like we're always 100%. Gonna, I think we're always going to feel that way. Well, and so now, so, so let's fast forward to present day. Sure. You travel. So all of your yeah. shows are, well, no, I'm not gonna say all of them, but most half. of your shows now, half of your shows, you're traveling to someone where you're bringing in a camera crew, yep. you know, you're setting up multiple angles. Like it's a, it's a full on production. And so now here, this is what I've been fascinating to ask you. And I purposely didn't ask, didn't tell you I was going to talk about this because I, right. I didn't want you to be able to prepare for it. You coach more people on how to be good on camera than you've ever even probably thought about. Because a lot of these men and women that you talk to, they're not used to being in front of the camera the way you That's are. True. Right. So, so talk to me about, and you don't have to say names or anything like that, <clears throat> but like talk about, like, recall some of the guests that you've had on that just had so much anxiety as they started looking at the cameras yeah. and understanding like how many downloads you get, like what were those conversations like? What were they struggling with and how did you help them overcome it? So <clears throat> whenever we started to the very, like one of the very first batch, I want to say who, but one of the very sure. first batch, I had an individual who just got completely red, like the very beginning to the end and really flustered. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's going to be okay. Like, you know, we can redo this. Like, it's fine if you want to redo this. So we ended up redoing it. And, and I told them that the main thing, like whatever we're going to record my guy, I, like before we start recording, by the way, like I, I said, Hey, Hey Kyle, look, just want to let you know, this is going to be the longest part. My guy's going to set up here. It's probably going to take an hour. So let's okay. just have a good time. Let's just chat. Maybe have a drink. Maybe just, you know, walk outside. Let's do, let's get to know each other. Yeah. And so that's what we'll do. We'll just start talking about just everything like life, you know, how's the kids, you know, how long you've been in this area, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And then while he's setting up the cameras, 
I'll have a sit down while he's in the camera. So we're just talking. We're just talking about other stuff. Like we're not even recording right now. So I can get them kind of used to being in that setting. Yeah. And then at that moment, whenever, you know, whenever I give him the mic, that's when things start to, you know, that's yeah. when things are like, oh, okay. You know, sure. and um, I would say that I always, I don't know if this works for everyone, but for me, I would say only look at me. Only yeah. look at me. That's yeah. it. Because you're talking to me. We're going to have a conversation. If you look into that camera, you know, for some people it can be like my videographer says, staring into the eyes of death. You know, like, <laughs> there's, there's no doubt. Yeah. So like so true. And, and it, granted, you know, I, I, I do admit at the beginning, like if you look at my content, when I was standing, just me in front of a camera, it was so hard. I was being me, but he would even say, act normal. I was like, I am acting normal. You know, right. it just takes repetition. Like over time, yeah. then you start yeah. to get used to it and then it doesn't matter. But for a new guest, when I interview them, I always tell them like, Hey, just look at me. No one's here. It's just you and me having a conversation. If you want to look at the camera, you can, but you never have to. And yeah. once I say that, the pressure completely falls off for them. Some still get nervous. Don't get me wrong. Uh, some have a couple of drinks before. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but it ends up, we end up doing it. And my shows, 90% of it is unedited. I love and it. almost every episode is completely unedited. There's those slim ones where like maybe the wife comes home, knocks on the door, maybe something like that. Sure. But like, other than that, we like to keep it very raw because we want to have a conversation kind of like this. Yeah. So how do you overcome? Because the struggle, you know, I know we talked offline about, you know, like, you know, realtors, you know, you, you, you flipped a couple properties. So like you, you know, that world a little bit, the narcissism in this industry is crazy, right? The, 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 the feeling, the pressure of I've got to be perfect. This has to be amazing. And so I know for you, because there's plenty of shows on YouTube that are flawlessly edited and just unbelievable production quality. And so I know you're not different. Like you feel the pressure to need it to be overly edited, right? Yeah. To, to add the bells and whistles, yet you remain true to, to the way you do it. Like why, why is it so important to you to keep it that 98% unedited. Because I, I want people to understand that this is real. I want the whole idea is I want them to feel like they're there. Yeah. This is, I want you to feel like you're sitting in the chair next to us yeah. and we're having a conversation and you're just eavesdropping. Yeah. And you're going to, in a real conversation, things happen. And so I want that to be there. And, and that's really the truth about it. I just, yeah. I want it to feel real. Because I didn't like those episodes where I, because I, in my industry, there's a lot of editing <clears throat> and I just wanted to make it more of a raw format. It was my goal. That was my goal. And then of course, for my independent educational pieces on YouTube, those yeah. are edited for sure. sure. But the podcast episodes are all unedited. Even the ones that yeah. just me, completely unedited. So man, I, I love the, the title of your YouTube channel or well, at least the, it's it's on the graphic, right? It says videos you wish your guru made, yeah. right? So I did that a long time ago, yeah. And, and I love it. I love it because obviously, what that speaks to is you've watched the so-called gurus. Yes. That, in your opinion, you feel like they're doing it all the wrong ways. I feel they're giving would, you only a few of the angles, right? I feel like there was half truths. 
Yes. Because there's always a pitch at the end. Yeah. Whereas I wanted to give it all because I truly believe that, and I could be wrong, but I truly believe that if you just help just to help, then you will get help. Like it was happen. Like everything 100%. will happen. And I, you know, I don't think we're growing as fast as some people would grow if you just like do other tactics. Right. But our community is strong, like for real. Like I went for the first time ever, I went to a couple of events in my space. Yeah. And I was around some big dog traders, like some guys who just blow me out the window. Like, yeah. no worries. Like, I mean, I make a modest, like I'm, I'm not even a big trader. I'm consistent, but I'm not a big trader. And I'm around these big guys who yeah. are well known in my space. And I was talking to two of them and people came up to us and wanted to talk to me. And I was like, wow. I was like, this feels weird because yeah. I'm nobody literally. And these guys are the ones that, you know, these are who you should be talking to. Right. And it just felt how nice and genuine those people were. It's the kind of audience that I wanted to create from the beginning. I want people right. who want to help others. And uh, you could, you could just see if you're going to create content, just figure out what kind of audience you want, right? Like if you yeah. want the audience who wants like the quick buck, just know like it's going to be surface level relationships, you know? Like, right. so like I want it more of like, here is the raw, here's yeah. my pain and my happiness. Hopefully you can relate. Well, what, I, what I'm so excited about for this episode when, well, I mean, right now people would be listening to it. It already be released. What, what excites me is that I believe there's two ways to grow. You can grow through gimmicks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all about a hook. You always have to have a hook. You always need to have a pitch. You always need to have a call to action. And then you can also choose to grow through value. Yes. Right. That I am going to give it away. And maybe I won't grow as fast. And maybe I'll never be as big as some. But I'm going to have the right people on the bus. Mm-hmm. And whether that bus holds 40 or yep. whether that bus holds 400,000 downloads a month. Yep. It's the bus that I wanted. Right. And, and this guys, listeners, this is it again. And I'm not even going to say that you're wrong. If you want to go the growth route, right. I don't think, I don't think you're a bad person. If you just want to grow a huge channel, I just want people to understand that pick the way you feel most comfortable. Mm, Yes. And then be all in. I didn't want to feel like a, for me, I felt like there was a lot of sleazy tactics. Yeah, sure. And I didn't want to feel that. Right. And I felt like that's the only way you can grow. And I was like, no, I can grow this way. And yeah. I didn't know if it would work. Yeah. Because in my space, go to my space. You probably don't see that many people who make videos like me. There's probably yeah. like two, three others now that I'm actually friends with now because yeah. I like the way they do things. Like they're trying to give it away. And what I've learned is like, if you just give it all away, man, so many people, let me share this. Cause I know people are going to think this, my family, I love my family, deaf, my friends, my wife, everyone. What was the first thing you think they asked me when I said, I'm going to have a podcast too. Why? Yep. And then the second thing usually was in the first, usually was also how are you going to make money out of that? Right. That was instantly what everyone asked. Right. And I said, I don't know. And I said, and then, and they said, Oh, you got a thousand listeners now, subscribers. Are you going to start making money? That's always what they asked. Right. And I, and I right. said, 
Uh, probably not. Um, I'm just gonna keep doing it. They're like, well, why are you doing it? And I was like, because, you know, maybe I'll make money one day. But like right yeah. now, like I just want to just do it to grow and help people. Like that's all my goal was. I don't sell anything on my show. I don't do anything. Like I just do it. Right. I'm not saying that it can be forever. I mean, I have merch, you know, like that's now it's sure. But like, I'm, I'm going to need one of those hats, man. Okay. Yeah. And then um, I got some extras here. Come on. But I never, the focus was never to make money. Remember yeah. at the beginning, that's all I cared about. To be honest, at the beginning, the first right. time I quit, I just want to make money because I wanted to make more money than what I had. Now I lost. Second time I quit, I still wanted to make money. I didn't make anything. Right. And then finally, when I just gave that all up, I started, med- I meditate every day, I meditate every single day. I pray as much as I can. I give thanks to God because I would not be here talking to you if, if I did it, like it right. just be for him. So right. I just never focused on making money. And then one day it, it was fun to talk to my dad. He was, um, cause he, he was always asking, he's like, he's like, Oh, you're at 20,000 subscribers now. Hey, like you can be making good money now. Like, you know, are you going right. to sell anything? Like, are you going yeah. to, where's your sponsors? And he's because he because YouTube don't, doesn't pay much to be honest. Like YouTube doesn't pay much, right? Yeah. Um, you can make good money off of YouTube. Don't get me wrong, but what I I could have got subscribers. Here's the other thing: like when you grow your show, you could get subscribers at a thousand a thousand subs or five thousand subs. But all the people who reached out to give me money to sponsor the show, they all came from the heart of. I want, I want, and not to give, not to help the, my audience. They just wanted to take, right. and you can get that sense right yeah. away. And I've, I had offers. I had a fifty thousand dollar offer that, but I denied. And and my dad was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, back in the day, I would have took that in a heartbeat. Let me, sure. let me be honest. I would have took that in a heartbeat. Like, yeah. But I just know that's not the route for me anymore. And. Yeah. It took me a long time to find my first sponsor because I was so picky. Okay. I'm, right. I'm so picky. Anyone who came at me and I would ask for a lot. I would, because I felt like my audience was a great audience who actually trusts me, who yeah. knows that I'm here to help people. So if I bring on a sponsor, I want to make sure they're there to help my people. But if I know my people will help them back. Right. So I would pitch big numbers. And I had multiple people told me no too. Okay. So it wasn't just me. I had people sure. telling me no constantly. And then one person finally had faith in me as well. And, and they were a good, good partnership. I loved who they were, who they were about. I used their service for so long, even before they became a sponsor. And I said, let me try. So I reached out to the owner and he said, yes. And, and, and it's nuts how, how, how that changes. Cause now they've been a sponsor for over a year and they signed a year contract for another year and, and they're doing other things. Like we're doing other stuff together. And it's funny. You don't need more than one sponsor. I used to think I need eight, 10 sponsors to make good money in YouTube, right? One sponsor is all you need. If you have a good relationship and you care about that sponsor, because I don't just have a sponsor and be like, okay, I'll just put your video. Like I actually love that sponsor now and hang out with them. I try to, you know, we get to know them. Like that was my goal to begin with. I want to create like a network of like family, like good yeah. people. And so um, one sponsor could change everything on your channel as well. Like in terms of well, like, and- if you're trying to make revenue. And so I shared that with my dad and he was like, wait, what did you say? Like, like my, just to shed some light. Um, 
you'd be shocked if you don't go after the big bucks right away. If you just wait, you'll, your sponsor, when you do find that one, you, it's easier to say, Hey, you know what? I've never had a sponsor on the show. Here's why we're looking for the right sponsor. Right. And if you can tell people no, then that's going to make you even more powerful to ask for Absolutely. those big numbers. And Absolutely. You, it might take a while, but when you finally get it, you lock them in and you can lock them in for a long time. Well, in the Alex, the bottom line to me, and I think we're in alignment on this is you reap what you sow, hmm. right? That's what the Bible says. You reap what you sow. And I have set out like in my now five years of, of doing what I do, right? My goal was always to sow good seed, right? That's it. 100%. And, and, and I don't quantify good seed by how much was that seed worth, right? It's not about that. It's just knowing that my little minuscule seed, once I throw it into God's economy, dude, his seed comes back so much bigger. It's nuts. You know? And, and so I just hope that, that, that people listening to this episode, that they'll just be encouraged to like stop letting all the other voices matter as much as we love our wives, as much as we love our parents, as much as we love our friends. And we will never question the best interests that they have for our lives. Hundred percent. They don't all understand what we're doing. And if we're being honest, we don't even understand <laughs> what we're doing. Right. We just know I'm doing it for the right reasons. That is That's all funny. I know. I can go to bed at night knowing that I'm trying to do a show to create value in people's lives and businesses What's going to come of it? I don't know. Right? You might you might come back on this show two years from now, and you have three million subscribers. I don't know. Maybe. Well, who, <laughs> or you'll have less than you have right now. Yeah. We it's don't know. Possible. Yeah, I have no idea. But the no bottom idea. line is, your motive for why you do it will never change. Hundred percent. And 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 that's what it is. You want to make good content, people. Mm-hmm. Go make the content you love. For the right reasons. And give it away. Because if you give give it it away, away, what I have found, I I do one-on-ones, you know? And and I don't even advertise it. Um, I never talked about it once on my show, but for the first time, it will come out on the show. Yeah. For the first time ever uh, on an episode next week or two weeks from now. Yeah. Where I do, because I always air my one-on-ones on on my channel. with When I'm helping a new trader, we talk and I share my screen. I literally give it all away and, and, and people are shocked by that. Because yeah, in this, in, in this industry, it. it's not like that. Right. And so those, and I never talk about the one-on-ones, people just find it and they'll book it. And so what I'm, what I'm trying to, long story short, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you give it all away, people are going to trust you more. Right. And you become more of an expert because you, because you're actually talking about all of it. Right. And therefore two things are going to happen. One, people don't have the time to do it to learn it. They want to one-on-one with you. They want to hire you. They want to do something. I've had like, that's going to have, I've had a lot of people ask me like, do you have a course? I don't, I don't, but like, maybe I will one day, you know, yeah. but, like it's yeah. constantly be asked. And then number two, you know, on the other side of it, a lot of people are lazy. Like that's true too. Right. And they'll be like, they're okay, not going to well, do, no, exactly. they're not going to do it anyway. So they'll, they'll reach out anyway. So don't be scared to give it. it all away for free because at the end of the day, people are going to thank you in a lot of ways. And you'd be shocked. Like you'll get relationships with, with Kyle, you'll get relationships. Um, I I met the owner of icon mills and he's been watching my show from the beginning 
and I had no idea. Yeah. And I was a nobody. And I and he he reached out to me and we met. And you know, thanks be to God. I don't know, I don't expect this from him. I was super shocked. I thought he was lying. I was like, no, man, you're what do you want from me? You know, like, like and he's a he's like he's a God-given man. And he just goes, Hey Alex, I just want to let you know, like anything you want from my comments, we'll send to you. And wow. I was like, I was like, what is this? Because like, what do I need to do for that? You know, like, and it's like nothing. You're like, reaping what you're selling, man. I watch it all the time. He listens to it every day before he goes to work and open up his office. And it's a, it's a great company. He's massive. Like, you know, he don't need to talk to me. He's a massive company. So yeah. I'm just so thankful. Like, you just never know what relationships will come out of you it. You never know. So that's, smart. That, that's, the, that's my favorite part about what we do is, to me, we're playing the greatest lottery in the world because it costs us nothing. <laughs> And yet it, it can allow us to win everything. And we have no idea when and if it'll ever happen. It does take a lot of time. But it can happen because we're in the game. Yes. Right? Like Oprah could see a video of mine tomorrow. And I could have an email in my inbox, right? From like Oprah's company. And it's yeah. like, what? What? Like that's possible. It is. But it's not possible to the people that are still sitting on the couch with this incredible idea in their head, but they can't get out of their own insecurities to actually put it out there for people to see. Yep. And stop and measuring. So, don't measure stop. anymore. I don't I'll measure anymore. It. Like I nope. used to always think I got to get to this. Like I do have goals of like, but I'm not, I'm not looking at my Instagram every day, Twitter every day saying like, okay, I'm at 1000 two. Like I'm not like I used to, I used yeah. to, but that just creates, that just makes it, um, I don't feel like I work in I don't feel like I ever work anymore because yeah. I, because I, it love takes the joy away to me. Yes. So we need the moment you start trying to measure every day, every yeah. week, every month, this is not, this is not, we come from a corporate world. It's probably why you think like that. Sure. You, you want to come from a world of giving, helping others. Yep. And the rest will come when it's time. So and good. Just do that. Like Come change on, the man. way you think. And if you do that, I think you will find success, but don't put a time frame on it yep. because over time you will grow whether regardless of what you do and you will learn so much. Like it shows change over time. Yeah. But we didn't grow because we didn't change all this. Like we grew over time too. Like yeah. before we changed. So, so bro, how, going? how do people, how do people find you? Oh, I uh, appreciate that. They can, Where do they go? So they could find me on any social platform. Uh, or YouTube as B, just the letter B, the story, or B, the trader. Um, and be careful out there if you find me on social media like Twitter, Instagram, because there's a lot of scammers who are using my name right yeah. now. Yeah. So if you're going to find me on there, it's B, the story 87. It's always 87, the year I was born. Okay. So just make sure it's that. Um, but the safe way to find me is just go on YouTube and click on those links to go to my. Yep. And we'll put not, them, we'll put all scams. the right links in okay, the cool. show notes. So cool. bro, thank Thanks, you, man. Thank, thank you for you. the value that you brought to the table. Thanks. Unbelievable. Bro. I wish you unbelievable success and growth moving forward. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you. You're the real me, deal. Man. I appreciate you guys. This has been another incredible episode of the social media mindset podcast. Thank you to Alex. And, 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 and everything you represent. Thank you for listening. We'll be back real soon with another cool person with an even cooler story. See ya.
Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.